You are listening to the podcast that's basically a book club. Welcome to the Book Leggers. Wow. Yeah, so pretty fucking fancy. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we're just going to get right into it. Welcome to Two Guys, One Book. This is a working title because two other smart dudes took the to names say. already. <laughs> other guys said that. They do. They do. So this episode is going to be called Two Guys, One Sword, which we'll play <laughs> into that later. <laughs> um, I am going to be the one of the hosts, Jake, and... <laughs> and uh, I'm the guy that's here uh, who doesn't call Jake Jake because I didn't birth him or have <laughs> sex with him. Uh, I'm Joel. <laughs> and And so, yeah, so the book that we're going to be reviewing going to be dark rise today and a little bit more about that but so this point of this podcast is we're going to be doing our best to discuss mostly fantasy books uh we both have read fantasy books back as far as we can remember i mean i think mine was Irigon by christopher Pellini. oh my that, god and the pendragon chronicles the the <laughs> the pendragon chronicle that, that gives me some feels right there the pit do you even know what happened at the end of that? Like, I don't remember can't, the last book. <laughs> can't remember it at all. I mean, I remember like the jungle. I remember everything. I remember the World War. I remember like, the jungle. I remember the um, sunny or whatever episode that um, that uh, the Facebook guy uh, is currently trying to create. Remember the book? Oh, was it that, like the Killian goes, Games or whatever? Or, yeah, like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there was like the cat people, and it was like, yep. uh, yeah, no, I, it was such a good book, but I do not remember how that ended. But anyway, amazing series. Anyways, amazing yes, series. Also, thing about Ergon, book was good, movie was bad. Ass. <laughs> yeah. Ass. I I don't even think I've tried to rewatch it since then, no. and no. and I don't think I will. All right, but anyway, so today for the inaugural first book of the two guys one book, a working title book club. I thought it was two guys, one sword. You already fucked. Well, it the up. episode is two guys, one sword. Episodes two guys. One. Oh, yes. Okay, and it. then, so it. then, each of our episodes are going to be two guys, one something. One something. Yeah. Got it. That's going to be our. Got it. It's going to be our ploy. Get all. Hey. Get all the listeners. We're going to have a Patreon by the end of this shit. <laughs> We're have yeah, the only fans of books. Yeah. That's right. Ooh, yeah. That sounds sexy. Yeah, I mean, big... I think that we got the right title for it. You know, two guys, one sword. I feel that's got a. There's some. So today we're going to be doing Dark Rise. It's written by C.S. Pacat. I hope I'm saying that right. She's an Australian author, best known for Captive Prince trilogy, uh, which was written in 2015. And she was born in Melbourne, Australia, and she identifies as a queer and gender queer. That's from Wikipedia. Uh, which I think those are kind of becoming apparent in the book. Right I was about to say, you saying that right now, I didn't, <laughs> listeners, listener, whoever you are, whoever you um, are. I didn't know that fact, uh, and yeah, as, yes, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not lying to you, man. I think it's really, she does it really well. And... She does it, because it's, it's real subtle, you know? Like, she's not, like, throwing dicks in your face, you know what I'm saying? It's, no, but, it's like... Real... Yeah, she's doing a really good job of it, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think that I hope she becomes known for this because I think this is supposed to be a trilogy. Yeah, I think so. So that's going to be very exciting. So yeah, so yeah, she, uh, you know, her pronouns are she, 
she, her, he, him. She goes by both. And there's some other Australian stuff that I don't think I can speak about because I am A, not Australian, and B, have no idea what they mean. So <laughs> Australians have their own pronouns? No, well, I think it's more like she uses racial slurs as pronouns to, <laughs> because she's part of a minority in there and she's kind of a badass and a boss and she uses it as a powerful word instead of a hurtful word. Oh, that's kind of, that's deep. That's about, I like that. Yeah. So she's apparently a badass. Love it. LGBTQ community. Plus, there's a plus on the end of that, you insensitive fuck. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I've thought hard about how the format that we're going to be doing these is, and we're not really following it already, <laughs> but it was going to be basically having a book or thirding a book. I, I don't even know if that's what that would be called, but thirding a book, but I kind of like what we've done right now, which is pretty much get to the main climax and then stop reading and then talk mm-hmm. about it. And uh, for people out there, the the original, so the the book has what thirty chapters, right? Thirty chapters. So it was going to be perfect. It was going to be either you know. 15 we were going to do. We were going to. We were at first. We were like, okay, we're going to get to chapter ten. Stop at ten. We're going to talk. But uh, I know this is going to be a surprise. But uh, we don't do this for a living. <laughs> and so life came up. So then we're like, okay, we'll push it to fifteen. Uh, and then life came up again, and we said, okay. Just stop at twenty two. Well, stop at twenty three. So we yes. are we are through twenty two at this point. Yes. Yeah, I do. It, it did work out though, because you're right. This is it is. We are right at the at the, the climax. Yes. Yeah. And like, are we going to be able to predict that every time? I would like to say yes. Absolutely good. No, but no abs- absolutely not. So so we'll see what happens, and then basically we're going to speculate, talk about some shit. And then we'll probably be all wrong, and then we'll come back on at the end of the episode with our results of what happened. We're going to break down what we think about the world, the characters, and the conflicts they face, overcome, or maybe even succumb to, which I think is kind of something that might tie into the end of this. However, that's just one of my theories about Dark Rise. Uh, I think we're going to talk about world building a lot. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about the characters, and then I think we're going to kind of stumble through the plot and kind of talk about things that we find really important or things that I thought could have been cooler or you thought could have been cooler or things that we think are, like, really cool and how she worked them in. And basically, that's going to be it. I have, like, some really in-depth comments, and I also have some really dumb ones, like Violet is a badass, and... <laughs> Violet is a badass. Yes. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Foreshadowing. So I figured we start with the world first. And before we do that, uh, let's talk about what we're drinking. Uh, yeah, for, uh, I'll, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, this is a, a future uh, potential sponsor of the podcast. I am drinking <laughs> uh, Creature Comforts uh, Tropicalia. It is an Indian, uh, India, not Indian, Pale ale made in Athens, Georgia. So creature comforts, send the check. Yes, send it. We need the check. Cut it. I need it. Uh, I'm drinking something a little different. I am drinking a old fashioned. Uh, oh, the bourbon is Rebel Yell. The simple syrup I've made, and the bitters are uh, aromatic bitters. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, so dark rise. 
I love the book. I already rated it five stars on Goodreads. I need to rate it. Yeah, yeah, I do love it. I think it's been great. And so getting into that, I think we talked about the world building. Mm. I think it was super smart. So anyway, I have like a little blurb here. So, you know, so I think we both think that it's super important to a novel with world building. It's like the first thing to potentially push you away. Or it's the first thing to really suck you in. And too little yes. of it, and I think we could both agree, you really feel nothing about the story. And then if mm-hmm. there's too much of it, you feel really bogged down by like the minutiae of details. I mean, I imagine reading Game of Thrones and being like, just this world is spectacular. You right. know, like there's so much information. I think it's a really cool world. I know I'm probably going to get flack for that. That'll probably get edited out. But <laughs> <laughs> Game of Thrones, like the world is kind of boring. If you, it is kind of boring. It's about the people and the characters and how they play on the board, right? So, I think that you'll probably agree with me this because kind of even like segueing all the way back to the Pendragon series, which if you haven't read that, you know, you had no child. Basically, (laughs) yeah, you travel like each book is essentially the characters traveling to like a whole different world, and uh, even um, I don't think up until this point, Fleck and I really haven't read the same books per se. But most of the books that I've been reading of late are, you know, just these like massive open worlds where the characters have to, you know, go halfway across a continent to do whatever they're doing. And sorry, this is foreshadowing, but like I got really excited at the point where um, where Will and Justice and Violet, they're they're going their way to the Stewards Hall. And, you know, my first thought from reading from my previous experience with these kind of books is like, oh, my God, they're going to have to fucking, you know, they're going to have to go to <laughs> yeah. Narnia. But it's, it's going like, to be a journey. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. He's like, no, nah, it's like five miles that way. He's yeah. Like, oh, like, like oh cool. We don't have to yeah. have like the obligatory campfire scene where right. we're talking around and then like yes. the bad guys come because we're talking and not running. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I loved it. I think it's been so smart. So. Yes. It, it, so it's a young. It's a, first off, Dark Rise. I think is is a young adult dark fantasy novel. Yes, I think that that gives it some freedom though. And I was kind of a little worried about that because I wasn't sure how like much world building that would give. With that said, she uses London eighteen twenty one incredibly well. This is like the end of the Industrial Revolution for England. You know, it, there's this huge backdrop of like dark powers on the rise, and then it kind of like goes into it because like London is disgusting. Yeah, horrible. Yeah. Like poo filled streets, ash and smoke everywhere, dirty ass rivers. And also at the same time, though, this is when like the hustle of new opportunities, you know, London is bustling. So, with all that said, I think it really easily shapes sort of like the villain, which is going to be Simon Crenshaw or Lord Crenshaw, uh, immediately as like this this relatable villain. You know, you like see this man mm-hmm. of industry, and he's kind of doing a cult thing in a way. And he is doing a cult thing. So, so yeah. So, like, I think it's incredibly well in the beginning, like right off the back. Yes. And then I think I wrote that after reading chapter ten. And I think reading more into it, especially, like you said, as we transition into the more magical realm of this world, I think that the contrast between the Hall of the Stewards and these remnants, these old places that magic lives in still and that time has forgotten about, I think it works wonders, you know, because it's like London is moving fast. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, that was like a big point for me was that like, you know, at the start of the book, it is very much like, like Will, the protagonist is having like a pretty stereotypical shitty <laughs> yeah. 1820s London childhood, right? He <laughs> yeah. works on a dock. He like works from like sunup to sundown, gets paid absolutely nothing. Lives with and, a bunch of rodents well, and kids. Right. And, you know, so it really just does paint that picture of you have Will, who is, you know, very much the small kid. You know, he's what, 17, I think, when the book says when we start. I think 17. So. And he, you know, they, she already starts painting the picture that he, the 17 year old, is going to somehow take <laughs> on this trade empire merchant with unlimited resources. Yes. And, and, Somehow it all works. It all fucking works. It makes sense. The way she mm-hmm. brings in the stewards, the way she brings in Violet, the way she brings in my boy Justice, it's mm-hmm. it all fucking works. Um, but I guess Yo, we have to just... talk about the prologue though, real, mm-hmm. real quick, because mm-hmm. that's so that introduces us to pretty much one of our main two main characters, one who's a mm-hmm. huge problem for the story, and the other one who is also a huge problem for the story. <laughs> yes, in different ways. Yeah, in different ways. So we won't talk about... I guess there will be spoilers for this. So I guess we can talk about it. But we will get into it a little bit later. But so it's James and Marcus. And basically, the first introduction into the magical realm is from the prologue. With James and the stewards basically facing off in a way. I, I don't. I still don't know what to call the bad guys. Do you know what to call the bad guys? Like the... Not really, just kind of... Yeah, I know. I, I thought it was. I thought it was the remnants at first, and then no. I, but I it's just tell. the remnants are just those three guys. Things, yeah, uh, and then there's the whole the Dark King's force. We'll call them the Dark King's forces, even though I'm a little okay, I like that. Skeptical, uh, skeptical about that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so anyway, so the the Dark King's forces have captured the stewards, and as stewards specifically, and that is Marcus, yes. and he becomes like a pivotal plot point. And he's introduced in the prologue, and I think that's genius. But basically, he's being interrogated, and they're really trying to just kind of waste time with him. And I think it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But And, like, obviously this is us reading significantly farther into the book. But yeah, so the prologue has Marcus in it. And then you really don't hear Marcus's name for a while, at least not in any significant way. No. You know, she kind of, like, weaves him in here and there, like, the stewards are trying to find Marcus. Like, of course they're trying to find Marcus. Like, he's he's one of he's their own. He's been taken. He's one of their own. Yeah. Right, but without getting too far ahead of ourselves, like, it, like, like just now, just in the chapter, like, I think chapter 21, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yes. And so, so, the whole Marcus being captured is, like, a huge driving point. And the other huge driving point is that Will has been on the run from Simon Crenshaw for a long time. And I also like how she, yeah, Will knows, has been on the run. He knows he's been on the run. You know, Will watched his mom get murdered. But really the only thing he knows is that um, his mom was murdered by people that had the S brand yes. on their wrist. He doesn't know why they were on the run. He doesn't know why his mom was killed. You know, he doesn't know any of that. And at the beginning of the book, he still doesn't know any of that. He still just, you know, I think he, you know, he continuously harps on the fact that his mom's last words to him were, you know, quote, run, never stop running. 
and that's what he's been doing. And he's never really, he's had questions, obviously. But, but he hasn't stopped. Right, hasn't stopped and hasn't been able, there's been no one, you know, to answer those questions. And as far as, like, his street smarts go, like, he definitely has them. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, especially when he gets caught up eventually by Simon's crew, his henchmen. Mm-hmm. And and that's sort of what sets the the whole world into motion too, is because once he gets his his because he gets the the locket or the ambulance at that moment in time, mm-hmm. and he's told to go to the stewards, and he doesn't even know who the stewards are. And something I want to kind of like go back to, kind of like the the way she introduces magic into the world. So obviously, there's like a tiny there's a there's a little tease, you know. She like but just puts the tip in in the prologue of like here's a little bit of magic. Yes, but very early in the chapters, Will ha- is like walking through a warehouse, you know, trying to find that rope, and he, and he, you know, sees that mirror, and he sees the the lady in the mirror who's who's it's like interacting with him. it's the lady, <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's something that like I appreciate about the author is like Will's like, what the fuck is happening? happening. Like, <laughs> why is there a mirror? That like I'm seeing this random chicken. Yeah. So really, I like how it's not like, bam, here's magic. Here's all of the magic. Understand all of it. She's like, here, you know, the protagonist and the reader are, you know, being introduced to magic at the same time. And it's confusing for both of us. And we don't really know what it means and and how it's going to develop. Yeah. And then the other thing is, and why I think it's like so unique it's because it's not like some character has come in, you know, and starts doing magic. It's like an event right. that happens to Will. It's not like you, right. you, you have, uh, you know, I don't know. Let's think about like Percy Jackson. Like you don't have like a god coming out of nowhere and starting to show you everything. It's like slowly <laughs> right. happening to Will and you at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. I was a huge fan of that. And then it slowly makes you think that London is magical, that there is magic in London. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, I know that that we kind of went into a rant there, but I really like the world. I think that you do, too. Yes, love it. Yeah. And then the, the, the kind of like the four perspectives we're seeing everything from in the beginning of the book, it kind of changes to just being Will and Violet's. But I really liked how we're just like getting like we get like Will at the docks. We get like Violet also at the docks, but like with some stipulations. But in it. Right. We get Catherine, who kind of takes like a back seat through the middle of the novel, but mm-hmm. I think she's about ready to become a big deal very she's, soon. Yes, yes. And I also think Will does have a thing for her. However, I think he's scheming the thing, so that's a thing. Yeah, ooh, that that's a good. We need to we need to circle back to that later. Yeah, we need. Yeah, and then James, and then the Marcus whole thing, like the whole James and Marcus was the prologue but it powers through so much so like you already get like four viewpoints in the city though when this happens like you have will at the docks in the ship the sea glare Mm -hmm. or seal glare whatever the fuck it's called you get violet who's also at the docks but like at that different perspective stumbles upon him in the boat prisoner beaten bruised all that good stuff Mm -hmm. and then Catherine's like living this life where she's like my fiance is great. He's fucking old. It's a little weird. However, life's pretty good for me and my sister. This is dope. We got a new <laughs> yeah. house. 
We're getting <laughs> some new shit. It's like no complaints on Catherine's side. So you know what? I'm I'm so what I'm sixteen having to marry like a forty year old. Who cares? You know? Yeah. And that totally doesn't living. come back to bite her in the in the ass. No, yeah, when totally she runs gonna, into <laughs> runs into Will. It's totally gonna be fine. Yeah, totally gonna be fine. And then the whole James thing. Like Jane I think James is probably one of a very good bad character. Um he is. He's really well written. Like the guy is snobbish. He is like uptight, and he is—he's a good bad Confident guy. And yeah. but you know he's not like a. I find that a lot of you know kind of like stereotypically in any novel, any movie or whatever. You know the bad guys kind of gross, right? Like they're yeah, they got some sort of scar. They got a deformity. That you know something's wrong with them. But like they the. CS like goes out of her way, it seems like, to like reiterate how like how perfect he is. He is. Like he's how got that spatial structure in it. Yeah. Right. He's hot. <laughs> Which he's is hot. actually he's... something I wrote. I was Fucking like I was hot like, boy summer. Yeah. I think I wrote something down where it was like, is every steward hot? Like <laughs> but mm-hmm. but um and that's kind of a tie because because James used to be a little bit of a steward. Yep, growing up. But so yeah, so that's that's sort of like the world building. I think we're we're kind of more on the characters right now. Yeah, because really, the I mean, the world is like a couple places in London, and then the the, the, the hall of the stewards, which takes is, place for like the middle the middle of the novel, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess we can talk. So we talked about London. Let's talk about the the oh, hall yes. of the stewards. Yes. Um, I I mean. I think it's, uh, I mean, it's perfect for, you know, again, like the, you know, even the first time we're introduced to the stewards on the, on the ship with Violet, like, obviously that's a very chaotic situation. You know, there a huge fights about to break out, but again, Violet is like, these are some good looking motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. She does. That are coming she does off think on that. And then she thinks these are some good looking motherfuckers in like robes and swords. So right. Which I do, I appreciate that fact. How yeah, these dudes come on in like robes and swords, and like Violet is like, this is kind of fucking weird. Like, <laughs> what is happening? Why do they have why do they have swords? Yeah, like um, this, because at that point in time, she just thinks Simon just does like archaeological digs and right. just finds relics that are cool, and basically is like, you want to be employed by him because he's going to pay you well, right. he's going to get you what you need, and he's basically a family friend to her her father. Yep. And then, not to mention her, her brother, who is her brother. also another probably hot character. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the lion. He, yeah, well, we'll get into character characters yeah. in a second. Yes, um, yes, yes. But so anyway, so like it's it's very early on. The stewards are are perfect, very much described as perfect. So you get to the hall of the stewards, and it, in its way, is perfect. Right, very pristine. It's secretive. You know, it's got but it's also kind of worn down, you know, very worn down, which yeah. is kind of that's you know reflects this, the overall status of the battle, this the stewards, right? Yeah, the battle that they're facing, and I thought that that was really cool. Like it was still pure and white, but it's like their artifacts worn, are worn down, their right. their halls are worn down, their chairs are worn down. Like, mm-hmm, however, mm-hmm. they still you know they still get a really good food from there. And they feel refreshed. You know, they do their yes. training. They live in very nice rooms, nicer than anything that they've had, even though it's still worn down. It's, it's, I think it's really cool. I'm, I'm glad that you liked it. 
I think that the way that she words it is mm-hmm. very nice. And something that um, like like even bothered me kind of because, I mean, I can't imagine why you'd be listening to this and you haven't like read this book. But if you haven't <laughs> read this book, like, I mean, like we are, we are not over-exaggerating how much effort she puts into describing the perfection of the stewards. Yes. And, you know, kind of segueing off what you just said, right? Like, yes, the hall is pretty, but it has some issues and it has some secrets, which yes. kind of as you get on later into the book, so do the stewards. And I remember thinking, you know, kind of like early, like when you first get to the hall, you know, it's like, they're, like they're, something's got to be wrong. Like, there's no way that all these people are this perfect and the hall is this perfect. Like, like they wouldn't something... be losing. They wouldn't be right. losing. Right. You know? Yeah. No, and then, so that's funny because you thought that. And what I thought was, I was like, nothing has told me how these, I think it's novitiates, become mm-hmm. super strong because that's the thing about the stewards. Once you're a steward, you yep. do have that strength. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that was to me the plot point that I was like, if there's going to be a turn, it's going to have to probably revolve around that. You smart. You smart. Well, thank, mm-hmm. thank you. And and that time takes us, I guess we can talk about it, but to it's the cup of the stewards. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to talk about it all the way, but it did bring like a bunch of questions about the world. The cup of the stewards and some of the artifacts they have, I think are done really well where it's like, yeah, there's like these magical items that are can be in London and they can be in the Hall of the Stewards. And mm-hmm. I think if it wasn't for the Hall of the Stewards, I don't think I'd believe it. Like, I don't think I would believe that there could be uh, you know, a unicorn or anything like that. Right. And it's interesting, which they don't really go into a giant detail about what they teach the novitiates. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the fact that the like the really only time you're ever introduced to the artifacts and the unicorn horn is when Violet bitch slaps a door where they're, you know, they're not supposed to be and they find it in one of the yeah, like one of the wings. forbidden wings. Right, which like that is a problem with me. Why why are there Forbidden Wings? Forbidden wings. I don't get it. Yeah. In a place that's so perfect. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm glad you brought up the uh the Hall of the Stewards because that is like definitely a part of the world building. And so much happens there. And uh I could be wrong, but don't didn't they mention that it used to be bigger? Like that it used to cover like a, a greater expanse. Well, I think they. I don't think it's necessarily shrunk. I think, for let's just simplify it. Like, say there used to be four wings, and but now they there's still four wings, but they're only using like two of them, kind of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, one and a half. <laughs> right. I don't think it's actually shrunk. I just yeah. think that there are like seven stewards and some <laughs> novitiates roaming around that just don't need all the space, you know. And and then the book nerds. Yes, and yeah. the, the fucking losers who couldn't drink from the cup. Which, yeah. uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> they, Good for they are, yeah, they are very excited about that now. Big big news for those guys. You're probably going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> uh, you want to get into characters? I think we get into characters, and I think we start so off we, with maybe our favorite. We say that one. We'll say our favorite. We'll ooh. count to three, and we'll say our favorite. Oh God, this is awkward. Okay, I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. Violet. Justice. Oh! 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 
I, I think Will is Awkward. about to become our favorite character. Will is, and let's bring up that point. Like, she's done a very good job of obviously, like, you know, Will's the protagonist the whole time. But for the most part, I feel like it's coming. He really hasn't done that many, like, protagonist y kind Six. of things, right? Like, I think it's kinda, important. Yes. Because, like, you it's can't just... write a book this deep. Like detailed and intricate, mm. and not be excluding actions of your main character without right. a purpose. Right. So I think there's something fishy about to happen. I'm I'm pretty pumped about it. But yeah. Let's All right. So why pilot. is Justice your favorite? Just because he, I think it was, which you know maybe it's just like <laughs> some past childhood trauma, but it's <laughs> it's the the point where um trying to think of where it happens exactly but it's after you know will gets the hall to the hall before violet and justice and then when he like goes into the auditorium or wherever they meet and justice and violet are there and you know that whole scenario happens and then violet talks to will and she was like hey justice like he was super worried about Uh. you getting here and you know will has this internal thought of I've been running my whole life, but no one's ever cared of if I've made it until now. And that's justice. And I like that because like justice, you know, it'd be one thing if like justice was like kind of a dick, but then saw Will's medallion is like, oh, now I got to be nice to him. But, you know, has been nice, right? Like the first time you see justice is on the ship. Yeah, he's trying to get him out of the Right, where he's not there for Will or Violet. He's there to try to find Marcus. But, um, you know, even the steward that he's with is like, we're not here for them. Like, leave them alone. And he's like, no, like, we're not assholes. Like, <laughs> Yeah, this dude's chained up and drowning in a ship right. that's going down. It's, it's, a, it's a fucking teenager. Like, let's, yeah. let's needless, get him out. Needless to say about the corrupted blade that's going off. Oh, yeah, just ignore yeah, that. Yeah, just ignore that. But we'll, we'll talk about that thing in a minute. I think that's really great because I do think Justin is like my Justice is my like solid second pick, especially in like mm. the first fifteen chapters. I will say, like now, kind of getting getting later into the book as we are, I'm kind of I'm liking him less. I I will say, from chapters like one to fifteen, maybe Justice was my favorite character. Yeah, uh, but now it really is kind of more like Violet and Will kind of driving for first and then uh yeah well uh, and i think that's because just like violet and will are kind of like their character stories are like blossoming like they right. are like in the fucking thick of it and they have have kind of bonded together it basically because will i mean will hid the fact that she's a lion the enemy of the stewards and she was like that's great this dude just did that for me with nothing going on like nothing nothing for me but I protected him and got him off of the ship. So, like, that unquestioning loyalty that he gave her, I think she now feels that she has to return. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting because, like, he, like, Will does that for her even after he's like, hey, will you let me out of these chains? And she's like, no. Yeah. Absolutely not. But then, yeah, still, he won't out her for as any- a lion. Yeah, and, right. and, and I guess we should talk about it real quick, but lions are... I think like the steward esque person on the shadow side. Right. They, it almost seems like if you're a lion, you don't need the to drink cup. from the cup to get your super strength. You just you just have it. 
Yeah, and so that made me actually question something. I was like, what if Violet drinks from the cup? Does she become that more powerful? Does she not even be tainted by the cup? You know, Ooh. Uh, is the blood of the lions in the cup? Is that what can corrupt them? So I had I had a lot of questions about the cup. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, but we'll we'll get into the cup. I, we'll I we'll get like to the cup. The cup's gonna be probably a big deal, especially yes. for the next the part where we come back after finishing the book. Mm-hmm. The reason why Violet is my favorite, though, and I will say this: I feel like the character development that she had has made sense finding out that your dad has only kept you the bastard child around just so your brother the only person that you actually love can kill you yeah that was yeah fucked and then being like all right i gotta do something about this i like respected that i felt like it was not like disproportionate in how her reaction was to her to her getting that news i didn't think it was like it was like totally believable with how like Violet was worked in. And then when she's at the stewards and she's like, yeah, like this is something I would want to do. I would like to become like the first steward line. When you realize, and at this point in time, now that I'm saying this, it doesn't even matter because the lion used to be this part of the steward in the the hall of the Kings. So it, so really, it really is just a steward thing to hate the lions. But as she's like slowly becomes stronger and slowly starts to like want to do more good. Uh, I was really worried when she goes back to her house and gets trapped in the room. And I was like, ah, fuck, like, she's going to die. Like, this is the twist. I, <sighs> yeah. I just, I had just finished Liza Lock Lamora. You know this. So like, oh, I was already like, oh my God, this character is dead. I'm so hurt. <laughs> and for people who eventually maybe listen to this, like, if you want a good read, read the Liza Lock Lamora. You're, you're going to be really happy for a while. And then, and then you're sad. gonna be you're gonna be real depressed. And then at the end, somehow you're happy, <laughs> right? But I feel um, like how you said, like her her development. I mean, it makes like perfect sense. You know, she goes from like admiring her brother and wanting to also get the get Simon's brand. Yeah, um, I mean, she wanted to, to be one of them. So watching Tom, her brother, ram a fucking iron <laughs> poker through a. Stewart's chest, and she's like, huh, well, huh. this is... Hmm. That's not my lovely brother. <laughs> and so, yeah, so she's like, hmm, maybe this is kind of fucked. Yeah. yeah and, mm-hmm. and it's been believable. And then it turns out, you know, when and here's where I think one of the first, you know, LGBTQ plus themes comes Thank into play. Thank you for the plus. Yeah, Tom uh, definitely likes uh, the shop clerk attendant, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. we learn. But I respect that he's still daddy. You know, that shopkeeper, you know, he's in Tom's daddy. Tom's daddy. No, and I, I still think Tom is a badass character, and I feel like that makes me sound bad. But Tom... I don't think so, because I, I get the feeling that, like, I think Tom is going to be a very interesting... I feel like Tom's more good than character dad. Art. Right, like I feel like he has been very much raised by his dad, who obviously we can assume is also a lion. Yes, um, he's been, you know, has just been like explicitly told his whole life that the, the stewards, stewards are bad. bad. Yeah, like what we are trying to do is good. Stewards are bad because even when the you know the shopkeeper's assistant is like talking to him, like, aren't you curious about what you know Simon's doing? And he's like, no. And it's, it's like it's just that like blind loyalty. Like there's not really a whole lot of reason 
yeah. that Tom should be this loyal to to Simon, but he just is. Yeah, it's just it's his family's thing. You know, they've been loyal to him for a while, and it seems like they were loyal to you know the original Shadow King beforehand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But all, but yeah, all this dynamic goes into Violet's character, and yes. She's discovering things about her family at like a pace that we are also discovering. Basically, like how we discovered magic was real. Like we're discovering exactly. all this at the same time they are, but not in right. like a bullshit way. It's all right. like through plot points and like character-driven events. And so therefore, yes. I was like, thank God. This is definitely the way to introduce drama into your story. Yes. And, and so, yeah, so that's why Violet is definitely my favorite. Sorry for the long roundabout way of talking about that but her whole yeah, family Violet's, dynamic just Violet's empowers her yeah and then so she's a lion i guess we can just talk about it she's super strong she now knows mm-hmm. how to fight with a sword and yes. do the steward forms like she's gonna be unstoppable and she seems to have this attachment like will does to these otherworldly items specifically mm-hmm. the shield of i think it's like rossiflon i don't know it's, Ros- it's, Rosalon. yeah it, it's the shield of the lions and yeah I really hope she gets it, and I hope she's will becomes like Will's shield mate or whatever you want to call. Oh, her. she's yeah, she's a thousand percent. But ooh, I bet a thing. But at the justice thing, the justice thing, she does tend to want to be justice's shield mate, right? Yeah, and kind of now we know that the shield mate is almost like a negative thing, right? Like, like <laughs> yeah, me yeah. And you being shield mates, like <laughs> we're essentially promised to kill each other. Yes, at and, some point. And I guess now we could talk. I guess the, we could talk about the cup. It's a character. <laughs> yeah, uh, cup of the stewards. Why don't you take it away? So yeah, I thought you know because I was wondering the, as I'm sure you were, kind of the when you really get introduced to the stewards as a whole is when they attack uh, Simon's ship with Tom on it. It's kind of evident that they have more powerful than kind of your average layperson, but then Tom just fucks them up. Yeah, but then Justice fucks Tom up you know, before Violet knocks him out. So <laughs> yeah, I like how they kind of, so that kind of confused me. I, I think we talked about that like a little bit over text. Like, yeah, why is justice stronger? So strong and so hot. Ugh, so dreamy. So um, dreamy. But, and then we and then, learned that it's because of his blood. He has older blood. Right. Kind of how they, I like how she like slowly introduces it, you know, kind of as Will and Violet get, um, acclimated to their surroundings and the novitiates kind of slowly start talking to them and kind of figure out they're like yeah like you get your strength and you pass a test and you like drink from a cup and they're like oh what happens when you do that and they're like mm, no you're one strong. really knows no one knows you're strong. you're strong no one knows what happens but you do it you need it because uh, otherwise have you seen these lines violent <laughs> looks that? nervously around <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what's a lion yeah what is uh, that also, increase your comforts. Quick pause. I'm opening my third Tropicalia. Send the Money. check. Send the check. We are a grassroots podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, the uh, we don't know about the existence for the cup for forever. And then we kind of get introduced to it when... Um, yeah, the special, this, the six, was it? It was six ring-bearing stewards, uh, cup-bearing stewards. Yeah, who are those fuckers? What, yeah, they just kind of that. I will they say just, that was the one thing that I had a problem with. I was like, yeah, you're just gonna like introduce these cup people like now, like. Right. Uh, I will say I did have an issue with that. I was like, that yeah. seems like you needed a thing. 
Like, you guys are struggling for numbers, but you got six motherfuckers <laughs> that are in charge of a cup. Yeah, like, I, t- make make it four and bring the two out to fight. <laughs> <laughs> we got a ratio of this. Yeah. Um, and then when those two die, we'll make another two. Yeah, when, um, because, you know, it seems kind of harmless, right? Like, you drink from Yeah, the no, it seems like strong. it's like... And yeah, and so that's why I was like, when, like I said, like there's a plot point here, like there has to be. Like she's been very meticulous about when she introduces most of these things, besides the fucking six dudes. Um, <laughs> and I was like, there's got to be something. So I really thought it was going to be like Blood of Lions or something like that. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I still don't know what's in the cup. I just know that it's technically a covenant with the Shadow King, yep. right? Mm-hmm. That eventually turns you into shadow kings or shadows, yep, which yep. are about ready to be a huge fucking problem. And I guess we can talk about a character named Marcus. Yeah, Marcus. Fuck. Let's just talk about for a second the like the the weight that Justice has been carrying around. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he lost his shield mate. So you know, you go through this whole book knowing that you know Marcus and Justice are shield mates, and that. Uh, obviously Marcus has been taken and Justice quote unquote let that happen, but you don't really know what what happened, happened until this whole cup event expires. Uh and then Justice kind of opens up to Violet about how you know he could kind of tell that Marcus was already was starting to show signs that he was turning. And so he wanted to just give him one night of being normal, of being a human, of not being a steward, of, you know, enjoying your life. Yeah, which, um, side note, if we were shield mates, I'd totally do that for you. No, thanks, buddy. Yeah, I um, got you back. But, obviously, like, obviously, Marcus has to be super strong because they kind of make the point when, um, when they're talking about shield mates and how they pair them, like, you know, they're like, well, the best goes with the best, and obviously Justice is, is, is the, the fucking best. best. So that means that Marcus is also is second best, right? Yes. So I think that's going to be a big, big problem. I think Marcus is, is going to fight somebody. I don't know who. I don't know if he's going to fight Violet or if he's going to have to fight uh, his brother, or you know how's how that's going to pan out. But yeah, that's going to be a huge problem when yeah. he starts also, fighting side, people. Side note: I really hope his brother doesn't become a main character. <laughs> uh, I'm st- I'm starting to like Cyprian. Low-key, though. I, I like him, but, like, he just got folded by James. I mean, absolutely folded. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I'll say, like, that's another... I, don't, I didn't really see why that was necessary. So, like, you know, you, you go throughout the whole book hating Cyprian because he's just this little fucking twat. And then all of a sudden, he frees Violet and Will. And you're like, okay! You're like, I like this guy. And then he just shows up in the alleyway like, oh, I got to protect you if you're as important as they say you are. Like, go away. You're just pickings for James. Just, yeah, James just shows up and dicks you. Yeah. Oh, damn. Uh, but, but anyway, I think it makes you like it more because you're like, oh, you stupid idiot. Yeah. And But, but back to Marcus. Back to Marcus. Got to be a... a Huge problem. Yes. So, like Joe was saying, the the weight that he's gonna have on the on basically the conflict, the the conclusional conflict of the book, it's gonna be huge because James, our favorite bad guy, 
has been just waiting for this moment yep. and trying to kidnap for um what's his face lord crenshaw mm-hmm. that who who we should probably mention is the blood of the dark king so yep. anyway that's that's going to be important soon but basically kidnaps marcus tortures him and it's just playing a waiting game because he's waiting for him to turn into a very powerful shadow. And the whole yes, thing that, with the that shadows, Simon can control. Yeah, Simon can control it because he is blood of the Dark King. And then this is, a, I guess, a good time for me to put my theory in here. I think Will can control him. Oh, ooh. Because Dang. remember, yeah, so when Will, who's been, I think, a pretty smart character the whole time, has been struggling with magic. And so he's at, yep. he's training with the elder steward while Violet is becoming a badass. And he's like, oh, God, like nothing's happening. I'm useless. <laughs> I can't make this candle flicker. Yeah, and for the first time, you're, and you're, like, you're like, Will, I know you got this. You can do it, man. Because Will took the corrupted blade, a.k.a. the he blade did. of the champions, who had one drop of the Dark King's blood on it, and mm-hmm. summoned it to his hand and sheathed it. Mm-hmm. And... That's why I don't think he summoned the Blade of Champions. I think he summoned the Corrupted Blade. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Ooh, because maybe. he keeps saying that there's this door. There's this wall in front of him. And, and, yep, in his mind, yeah. And so, like, I, I wrote some dumb notes that I think are, are stupid now. But I was like, oh, did the lady put that wall? Like, did his mom put that wall in there? Like, who is trying to limit his power? I really think it was just him. However... Yeah. So we get to the alleyway with Copernicus. Um, <laughs> so what, what is his Cyprian? name? Cyprian. Cyprian? Yeah. Yes. And, <laughs> and and James is is basically about to to kill him, and he's trying to reach for the wall and trying to get the power, and he pushes it open. And I it, I could be directly in quoting this, but you know he sees the lady, and it seems like the lady's like startled. And there's like red and black everywhere. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think that he maybe the sun like the blood of the lady might not be as good as the stewards think. I think it might be like the king and the lady who we still don't know much about. Yep. The bloodline might be combined. Yeah, so it's, are you are you are you ready for my theory? Yes, yes, yes. I'm really ready. Uh, so obviously the, the Hall of Stewards was originally the Hall of Kings, and there were four thrones mm-hmm. for the kings. And so that always talks about how the three kings drank from the cup, were super powerful, blah, 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 turned into the shadow kings. Yes. but And then they just say, like, and I quote, the fourth king just kind of, like, ran away. Yes. Um, but Justice, very early in the book, makes a point that the Dark King was defeated by something that he loves. And uh, so my theory is that the fourth king that quote-unquote ran away is really the Dark King, but the stewards don't want to own up to that because, you know, that makes oh, it bad. Yeah. And I think his wife was was the lady. Oh, that's that. Yeah, there you go. That kind of brings both of our theories together, too. So, like, yeah. look at that. That's why I'm and, a shield made buddy. And the medallion, right? What does the medallion say? Something like, um, I couldn't fight anymore, so I had a child or something. Yes. Like, I think I cannot that ret- is- Here we go. I pulled up right to it, so that's fate. I cannot return when I'm called to fight, so I will have a child. 
Yes. So I think that's a big thing. Like, how do you, how do you have a child? You know, your, hus- yourself? Your, hus- your husband turned into this giant dick. So what do you do? You get him to put a baby in you. Yes. And, and then, then, then you have the baby. And <laughs> then you're like, Hey, look, like this is your child. And he's like, Oh no. Boom. Defeated by love. Yes. I think, I so, think, yes. dude, I think our theories are pretty on. I, cause like, yeah. Because I don't think he called the blood of the, the the champion blade. I think he literally could do the corrupted things, and then like he seems to be attracted to all the dark things, not the light things. Right, and obviously things. he he's having absolutely zero luck with the light method. with with the light things. He can't flick of the candle. He couldn't light that fucking tree. Couldn't do yeah. any of it. And my second reason why I think this is, I think he's got some ownership issues with with their boy James. What do you mean? Uh, remember when he was like talking to him when he's in the cell because they finally captured James. I guess that's something we mm-hmm. talk about. They finally captured James. Mm-hmm. They bring mm-hmm. him in to the Hall of the Stewards. Violet yep. has cleaned her name. Yep. And has been like, I am with Stewart. Mm-hmm. And so they're all talking about what to do because when that happens, they interrogate James. They mm-hmm. pierce him with the unicorn horn mm-hmm. and he tells people what they want to hear. And mm-hmm. then because James is such a good bad guy, he also tells the truth that they don't want to hear. And that yep. is the whole, that's how he revealed the Cup of the Stewards issue. Right. And so while they're all debating that, Will and James and Jim are in the, the prison cell, and, and Will is sort of interrogating him in a mm-hmm. way. They're also trying to not fuck each other while they're down there. Yeah, it's, it's more coy. <laughs> it's, it's, more, it's more coy than a normal interrogation. You have to undo my tunic to see. <laughs> yeah, and boy does he want to. <laughs> boy does he want to. <laughs> um, but when he asks about, you know, like, you know, he asks him the question about, like, well, do you remember the Dark King? And James is taken aback by that. Mm-hmm. But he also is like, well, what do you think about me? And he's like, I think you're, what is he, uh, a jewel from a crown that's been plucked by a yep. like a false king or something that's directly in quoted wrong but <laughs> but basically it's sort of like will being like nah you're mine bitch <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> i'm daddy here yeah like you ain't simon's like you're mine you're supposed mm-hmm. to be my shadow king like you're my betrayer mm-hmm. like and so i think that that's gonna be that's how i took that i i interpreted that scene i think I will like has seen a lot in James that he's like, no, this dude's supposed to be fucking with me. Mm-hmm. And and it seems like there's this tie to like an otherworldly thing, like this magical thing that sort of creates an attraction between the two of them. Because mm-hmm. even, you know, when James is like, um, oh, yeah, like know, I want to see I it. <laughs> like, I don't remember that life. I don't remember living that life, but like, I remember, like, I feel like I know the Dark King. Like, I feel, you know, I can, I can feel it. Feel it. And and Will, you know, um, understands that because he's like, I don't, I can't use any of my fucking powers, but like, I feel a whole <laughs> lot of shit. <laughs> yes. I can read languages and bullshit. Like, I can. I know you want to suck my dick right now. You know that kind of vibes. Yeah, I can read the vibes. Hold on, I'm, I'm gonna pull this up real quick. Are you down at the interrogation scene where he drops the biggest fucking bomb on us? Oh, yeah. He felt a shift as if the past were here with them. An aching enemy. Um, 
All right, no one has ever asked me that, James Voice. <laughs> a little shaken. <laughs> uh, yeah, because he asked him about the lady. No, Will says no, but I'm a descendant. You were born. You were there. All right, so hold on. I, I remember reading this and being like, oh, this was a bad bitch. But so, yeah, so then I guess this goes on to my thoughts of Will. I think Will is going to be the Dark King, but I don't think the Dark King's bad. I think Simon's bad. I, I, right. I don't know. In, in a way, I think the Dark King is bad, but I think that Will could be, is it going to be a blend of both, is what I yes. should say. Exactly, because right, if if my theory comes true, then he's yes. half the the lady, half yes. the dark king. Yes, and even like I was looking at it today. I don't know. I'm assuming we have the same cover. I don't really know. Like, is oh your yeah, just... but he doesn't have like the stereotypical steward robe, like or at least exactly. I'm, I'm imagining like, it. Yeah, it's kind of like the stereotypical steward robe, but then he has some dark stuff. Yeah, it's like over a grayer, that. darker color, which it's like what blue, gray, and white. Right. So we know it's automatically different. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that that is exactly the same color. I, I could only get this book in hardcover. But let me tell you, I'm actually super pumped that I got it in hardcover. Because it's uh, probably one of my favorite books I've read in a while. Liza Lacklemore yes. and this one. Uh, yes. For sure. And I feel like we both read we both read a lot of books. I've read some ones mm-hmm. that I was like, God, I just got to get through it. This it's, one yep. has been quite a treat. Yes. So yeah, so so that's kind of Will. I mean, do we think there's another character that we need to talk about? I know we're not really talking about James too much, but I feel like we're going to talk about James a lot next time we talk. Yeah, Will Violet, Justice. I mean, uh, Catherine really hasn't played... I guess we should talk about Catherine real quick, because it's really important. I want to talk about the scene where Will and Catherine meet. Yeah, it's totally... So, So Will sneaks out. He's, right, he's that's, told that's Violet, what I'm confused about. Yeah, he's told Violet that he's going to stay at the, I, we'll call it a motel. It's an inn, a tavern, right. whatever you want to call it. And he doesn't. He immediately leaves to go serve. I don't even know because well, yeah, well, I don't exactly. know how what, he what, got what was he? What was he going to do? Yeah, I, I, and it's not like he was surveying the Lord's house, Lord Crenshaw's house. Like he, so that means in my mind, what I inferred, and maybe this is me giving too much credit because I love the book, but I feel like he found the carriage leaving the mansion, followed it. Because like, remember, Mm -hmm. he's got street smarts. He knows how to, he knows now to like hide in alleys. He knows how to make an impression when he needs to. He knows how to talk. He knows all Mm -hmm. the street things that would normally Mm -hmm. make you regret living on them. He knows Mm -hmm. them all. So he, he follows her. They know that the boy is there somehow, and they leave mm-hmm. Catherine. They just leave her, which back then, if you watch Bridgerton, you know that it's very damning to not have a chaperone with you. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So, I, I like so, that, this is so they pull the chaperone out mm-hmm. to go find Will, because they know Will's out of the Hall of Stewards. So it means that they've either been watching Will, they've been... They, Will somehow makes himself known. Right. Or there's just that many of Simon's henchmen running around, and they're like, I definitely saw a dude with dark hair and dark eyes. Kind of mm-hmm. fits the bill. We haven't seen anybody like that in a while. Because I do think Will... Well, also, and another thing we have talked about is 
Will starts off kind of being like a, a misfed, small 17-year-old. But when he leaves mm. the, the Hall of the Stewards, he's packing magical beans in his body. He's <laughs> apparently a lot hotter now. <laughs> Is all I have to say. <laughs> he's packing magical beans. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it a stack with you, and I don't want to be made fun of. I thought for the longest time, I thought that it was um, that Catherine ran into James, that it was James that was escorting oh. her. And it was some kind of weird, like, you know, Simon doesn't really give a fuck about Catherine. Like, he needs Catherine to do something with James. So I thought that was that introduction. But oh, it wasn't yeah, but, until... Well, yeah, because it, it's not until Will says his name. So it totally makes sense that you would think that. Right, and like even when he said Will's name, like I was like, "Oh, that's weird," because like, that was also to, the I first. I had to check. I had to check. I went back in the book and right. was like, "What is Will's full name? Where is Will?" But <laughs> and and it was it for me because I'm not as smart as you. For me, it wasn't <laughs> until like Violet comes back to the pub and is like, "Why are you wearing such nice clothes?" I was like, "Holy shit! It was Will." <laughs> yeah, Will. No, Will I, did that. I did like that part because it was almost like a fever dream at that point. And, right. And until Violet comes back to basically reconfirm like what we're all thinking, like, was that really Will? Or was this like a ploy from like right. the crunch? Like what, what the fuck was this? And until that moment, I, I will say I was like, kind of, I think it's important that it happens, but I was a little like, eh, I don't really know what's fucking happening for the first time in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so, but he basically seduces Catherine in a way because she's like, "Oh, I've never been with like someone my age. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been with someone who's not forty. Meanwhile, uh, someone who's my age and hot. <laughs> it's been and he's in this this soaking wet see through t shirt. Yeah, it'd be such a shame if he took it off. Being a perfect gentleman. Yeah. So she invites him back. They go to the stables, which doesn't look bad at all. No, but and, Simon. And she gives him Simon's clothes. Which was a great move on yeah, her part. Great move on her part. And I just like the the line where she where it was like, ah, it's a little too big. And she was like, No, it's not. <laughs> but she was just like saying about how well it fit him and basically how how hot she thought he was. Right. And even how like she worked in the fact that like she Kind of walked in on him while he was still changing. Yeah, on purpose. And she's doing it all on purpose. I mean, her little sister comes in, but obviously they got that, like, orphan bond. She's like, you don't say anything. And she's like, yeah, I don't say anything. <laughs> and, like, walks out. Why do you have to do him like that? You, you didn't have to bring up the orphan bond. God well, they, they were. They were orphans. And then, you I know, know they're orphans. She but... got... She got the wallet, and because uh, she's she's uh, also beautiful. But here's the thing: I think Will set this whole thing up, and but I think this he, kind of how brings did he do in that. This I I don't know. I still don't know. And I know, and and this might be one of those moments where when we're talking next time, that I'm going to be like, I think that that was just a plot point that had to get thrown in, but. Right. With everything that she's done now, like I feel like it's important, and I think she wanted to show that Will has like this other side to him that like mm-hmm. he can be manipulative and he can be a little bit darker, even though he is incredibly loyal to Violet. He is probably he's pretty loyal to the stewards. I think he hasn't been shown any hostilities 
for the first time in his life, he's like, I'm not running. Like, so he's right. cool with the stewards, but I think he's going to start running his own game. Yeah, because even like him and James almost have that moment when they're in the cell together. Yeah. When uh, I can't they're remember not, who asked who. They're not first, trying to fuck each other. <laughs> fuck each other. But Will's like, does to James, like, does Simon know how smart you are? Yes. And then yes. James is like, do they know how smart you are? And he's like, no. And then, <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. It's fine to be appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, babe. Thanks. Um, so yeah, so I think, I think Catherine's really important and because of how she shows that I think Will has his dark side that he's able to manipulate her. Does he like her? I think he does too. I think that, um, I think Will might be bisexual because he also, I think likes Violet a little bit, but he definitely like loves James, but that's seems to be like, and a magical old timey thing. So I think, I think, I think Will is gonna be an interesting character in the next couple of chapters. Yeah, like I think he is all of a sudden just gonna turn into fucking daddy and it's gonna be yeah. like Hoo-hoo-hoo. it's gonna be like all right, there's no question about who the main character is anymore. It's fucking well. Right. Yeah. But yeah, so that's why you know I think Car- Catherine is a character that we actually have to talk about because you know we're finally find out where Marcus is. Mm-hmm. And the stewards are doing this assault. It's suicide. I think we both can agree. Even the stewards agree. It. Right. Uh, and he's like, I think I know a way to get to Simon before the stewards die. And <laughs> it's, unfortunately for Catherine, going to be returning all the clothes. And <laughs> not in a way that she's going to want. Yep. Yeah. So, oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. Yes. That is what's oh. going to be happening. And they're going right to the mansion. Uh, They're going right to the mansion. Yes, yes. Now, do I think Catherine has other roles to play? Yes. I don't think she's just this, like, single plot device. Well, because Catherine, she has to be something, because, like, she even kind of, like, says it to herself, like, you know, her family, like, they were okay, but they weren't, like, they weren't rich enough to, like, be fucking with Simon. Yeah. And she even kind of admits that she's, you know, as shitty as it is, like she's even not quote unquote like pretty enough yeah. to like warrant Simon's attention. But like here she is. So what kind of what kind of bloodline does she have? What kind? Yeah, of... and so that kind of made me think like, well, okay. So I already th- I'm already thinking two things. One's like fucked up. Like what if her and Will are like the same bloodline? Oh, um, but the other one is like, what if she's like a daughter of like the fourth king as well? And mm-hmm. you know, so. Mm-hmm. Because Simon's only going to keep is only keeping the people close to him that he needs. Like he has right. his lions, he has James, who's like his crown jewel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's got Catherine, who is also a crown jewel. Um, but she she is remarked as as very pretty though, but just not pretty enough to wage the money gap. Right. So you know it is. I think Catherine's going to play an important part. I think maybe in book two, maybe it'll never happen. Maybe this is something that I go back on Goodreads and I'm like, Catherine deserves better. Um, <laughs> we'll find you out. You can do better, boo. You got this, boo. But we'll we'll find out about that one soon. Looking at our, our scheduled footnotes that we have not followed once, <laughs> I think we talk about... Oh, yeah, so... 
I really want to talk about the Corrupted Blade and sort of the Sacred Relics. I think that those okay. things need to be talked about because I think the next couple chapters are really going to bring the magic of the world from the from the halls of the stewards into mm-hmm. London during the mm-hmm. oh, Industrial 100%. Revolution. Yeah, and yep. I don't know what's going to happen. So we have a horn that can summon animals that don't exist anymore. And if you stab somebody in the leg, <laughs> they tell you shit. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. And then, so like, automatically, like, what if they summon like a fucking dragon? And uh, you know, <laughs> I think that would be pretty sick. I think they're gonna, if they're gonna do anything, um, they're gonna summon magnificent unicorns. <laughs> yes. You have the horn that can make people tell the truth. There's some other bullshit about it. There seemed to be some other artifacts in the room. It was like shard. What was it? It was like shards, like handles, like stuff missing over time. Right, just random stuff. Yeah, yeah, because like we've gone into depth about the stewards are kind of not doing okay. Fucked. Yeah, fucked. Yeah, they're they're running out of people. They only accept people born to the hall or called to it. Like you have to be a blood of the old to drink from the cup. Otherwise, you turn just... immediately. I just, I just want to rant real quick. Like, ha, like uh, the stewards just fucking bother me. You know, like they're a cult, right? Let, <laughs> yeah. Let's just, let's just call it what it is. Well, they're they're both cults. cults. Yeah, they're both cults. Right. But like the fact that they're like, why do we not have it? You know, we're, our numbers are decreasing. Like, yeah, because y'all can't fuck. Like, it's yeah. genetics. What do you mean? You literally, you literally fucked yourself in making the whole like we swear off sex, we swear off drugs, we swear off alcohol. Like, uh, you could have done the two. And been probably pretty okay. <laughs> you would have been just fine. Yeah. Like, I get why you're like, no vices. Like, we're going to die if we all are, like, on peyote. Um, <laughs> and we'll all be shadows in no time. <laughs> Where the fuck did peyote come from? I don't know. I don't even think peyote was over in England nope. at the time. Peyote was not in England. Yeah, I was going to say something in, like, an English accent, but I'm not going to do that. Um, but yeah, the, you know, they literally dwindled their numbers themselves. Dude, I think, do I think Simon may be like corrupting the blood of the stewards that are supposed to be like reincarnated and come back? I think so. Ooh, maybe. And that might be like the part of the brand is like to sever that connection. Um, I like that theory. I I think that one's going to really garner nothing, but. I like the I like the sound of it. I think it'd be a good plot yeah, point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so back to the sacred relics. Um, okay. Obviously, Simon has some. You know, he has his. Simon's I, I, got all them bitches. He's got a lot of them. He's got his like ring race, <laughs> the, the dollar yeah, store just... version with dogs. Um, <laughs> with dogs, but there's a cheap version, but come with dogs. But they come with dogs, so like they're automatically a little bit better because if they would have had those dogs, they would have found Frodo under that stump. <laughs> facts. Um, facts, but but so do the stewards. They have their their fair share of bad bad relics too. I mean, we have the shard that seems to be Will's ticket to magic. Which they're like, oh, if you touch that, you're gonna die. And Will's like, I definitely like, fucking I, I, touched it. I a thousand percent touched it. <laughs> so that that's that was like that was sort of where like it cemented in my mind that Will's gonna be able to like tap into both sides. Because mm-hmm. um, I was like, all right, well, if it kills stewards and the stewards have the blood have whatever running in them that makes them dark, 
and they die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Will's over here like, I'm fucking fine. Um, right. He's obviously has control over it. And then when they talk about the corrupted blade being able to be summoned by Simon because he has the blood of the Dark King in him, I was like, things are making a lot of sense for you to be able to touch a corrupted artifact. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then they talk about, so obviously the stewards have the belt thing where they do their ritual, basically make you drink from the cup. And the whole which time. Is just, just fucked. Yeah. But anyway, which is, yeah. Which is fine. They're like, we got to make sure you're not going to be tempted. Uh, <laughs> um, so. So obviously the stewards have their fair share. They have their little collection. So I think the amount of shit that Simon's going to have is going to be a problem. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, he's been doing excavations and bullshit. Digging up things and where things are dying and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's a lot easier, I think, to find the relics of a time past that are dark versus the relics that are good. Yes. Um, I think the old that false unicorn horn might be a real one. Oh, you think? I like yeah, that. Yeah, but I think it might be like a corrupted unicorn. I don't really know. But remember how uh, it was like it was like yellow, a dark unicorn. Yeah. Uh, I and maybe I'm just... <laughs> a unicorn that smoked. <laughs> it damaged its horn. Can I have it? <laughs> <laughs> I won't make you tell me the truth if you just give me another. I like industrial age London. <laughs> it's really nice. I love smog. Yeah, no. So it could be like a corrupted unicorn, or it could be the fake shit that the dude was talking about. You know. Mm-hmm. Am I am I reaching there uh, again? Probably. Maybe a wee bit. Maybe a wee bit. <sighs> but yeah, so I kind of have some some questions for you. Okay. Right now, as we court, I sort of, I feel like we've kind of run out of things, directions to take this. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the fantasy aspects okay. of this book, mm-hmm. uh, what are your thoughts? Just to summarize, uh, I like it. Kind of, I like it. You know, it's not, it's not a ton of magic just all up in your face. No, I don't have you know, to. To know the spells that they're casting, but well, because Will can, but um, <laughs> man, he's trying. Okay, <laughs> he's, he's trying, but I don't, don't have to do like, like know, uh, you know. And also the thing that I like, like, yeah, they're color coded, and I feel like that's like a total, um, I guess trope that's occurring right now, like Wheel of Time, like the mages are color coded, like mm-hmm, all that mm-hmm. shit. But like the stewards are gray, like they're a gray area. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that it's kind of using that that trope in a young adult setting that I think makes for good fantasy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that's sort of my thoughts on that. Not to steal the thunder from my own fucking question. Uh, it's that only child in me, you know? It's okay. We're fine. Yeah. Uh what what? How do you think the shitstorm that is currently going is going to play out? Uh, the way I'm envisioning it now that you kind of brought up that Will is totally gonna use his seduction powers to, <laughs> Catherine, to get Catherine to let him in. I think that's gonna cause a huge conflict with Catherine because she's seen Simon like two times, and he's been—I mean, he's been you know okay to her, but nothing, nothing crazy. But then all of a sudden, here comes this dreamboat. Yeah, that's the same age as you. That was like really nice to you in your time of need. I think that's going to put her in a huge conflict with Simon 
And yeah, especially when Simon's like, I would burn the earth for that boy. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine's like, that's a little weird, bro. Like, that's, that's weird. I mean, he was really good looking. We didn't do anything, I swear. I swear. I just, I, I saw his nips. Okay, that's it. That's it. Wet nips um, to his shirt. It's like it didn't even matter. Yeah, I think, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of how the Marcus situation is going to, because regardless of how you cut it, Marcus has to die. Yes, one way or the other, right? He's dying. But there's, I feel like there's a conflict with whoever, like whoever kills him, right? If yeah. Cyprian has to kill him, then that's fucked. That's his own brother. If Violet kills him, then Cyprian's going to be mad at her, and kind of like the same thing with Justice. And then if Justice doesn't kill her, then Justice is going to have this whole crisis because he, you know, he knows Will or Marcus is deepest fear is just turning. And so if he couldn't prevent that, then justice is going to have all these issues. Yeah. And that um, makes me worry about justice turning. Yes. Cause I mean, they obviously he has to be pretty close. Yeah. I think, I think they, they were, I don't think obviously they're not like, we're not lovers, but I think they would be. Um, see, like, I, like I really thought that until, um, but justice is the perfect steward. So it's like, maybe not. He is, but he's also kind of imperfect with the stuff that he like, right? Like he, like even originally he brought Will. I mean, true. He was like, Violet yeah, to the hall, which was a horrible idea. Uh yeah. I mean, definitely didn't age well for Violet when she was like, "Why am I in a prison and why am I locked up?" <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what happened? I literally left once. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Just trying to help. <laughs> Sorry, I was born this way. <laughs> so let's just talk about let's let's write this scene out because it's. Not going to happen in the book. Uh, one to ten, how pissed is uh, Tom and Violet's dad that the mom <laughs> oh. just, just let Violet Oh, out. so pissed. You know that they're getting divorced. <laughs> and you she's going to be like, such a bitch when you know, he's like, oh, mad. And he was like, we were about to kill her. <laughs> and she's going to be like, wait, that would have solved a lot more of my problems. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, because when she's locked in that room, I was like, God, I feel bad for this girl. Like she is literally just getting dicked right now by life. And I feel like that was obviously it was like a huge slap to her when her dad's like only kept her around so Tom could kill her. Yeah. But then when she like realizes when she's in the room that he's like, she's like, this motherfucker built this room when I was like four to, <laughs> to contain me. <laughs> yes. Like, ooh, yeah, yeah, he did do that. And then she walks back to the stewards after, like, being like, well, good thing I abandoned that life. I got all this great information now. And then gets put in chains and in a cell that saps her of her powers. Yo, can we talk about how she she, she just, she's shit on the stewards. Yeah, nine of them. <laughs> yeah, just. Nine. And she hasn't even been training with them. Right. She didn't have a sword. So that makes me think that she's going to be incredibly powerful. Like, especially oh, if yeah. she gets a shield and a sword. Like maybe we'll get debuffs the bl- corruption De- off of the the champion blade and gives it to her. I don't know, but she is going to be a menace. She is going to be a menace, yeah, an absolute and, menace. And so I'm really pumped about her. That's why Ooh, it's, here, it's why she's my favorite character. Is like her potential. Here's my next plot thing, plot theory. Obviously, I feel like there's at some point Violet and Tom are going to interact, right? Yes. And what I think is going to happen, because obviously the whole reason Violet is around is so that Tom can kill her and, you know, quote unquote, 
become his true self, you know, his strongest self. What I think is going to happen is Tom or Violet. Ooh, that's totally it. I think Violet is totally going to kill a dad. Oh, because she has to kill. She has to kill a lion. Oh, that's a really good plot point. Right. And I don't, I don't think Tom, Tom isn't going to be able to kill Violet. No shot. He's no, no, it's not not happening. Tom soft. Yeah. But I mean, um, he's not, but he is, but he's not, (laughs) but to her, it's like the only thing that he is. So, because that he's I don't ever think he really cared about. I don't think he he knows that he needs to kill her. That's the one thing. No. He, yeah, that's like the one thing. His dad. Never mind. Now, does is the scene set for her to kill Tom and Tom kill him and she kill her dad? All that shit. Yes. Yes. The scene is now very much set. However, mm-hmm. I don't think Tom can do it. No, I, I don't think Tom can do it. No. So. Uh, I think that that's actually a really good prediction. I, I didn't even think about that. I think she's definitely, and also like for for a fact, she wants to kill her dad. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 one hundred percent. Like it's not been stated, but like Violet, even though she lives like this high life, she does have her like street urchin smarts, and she's. I, I think you're. I think you might be right on that. I think that that's gonna totally happen. Yep. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to that. I haven't looked forward to reading the end of a book so much. I know. Uh, it's been pretty wicked. I think, I know we, we wanted to do this and we started out with this novel, but I think it's been a perfect one for us. Yes. Yeah. So, <sighs> just feels good. Feels real good. Uh, one more question for you. Mm-hmm. As far as characters go who do we think is going to die and we can't say the stewards because we know a lot of them are but you can say specific stewards oh god i i think cyprian dies i don't know how but i think cyprian dies because it's kind of like you know you hate him and now you kind of like him yeah i mean it's it's the perfect like boomerang effect where you're like fuck that dude's totally gonna die now uh, I think for the point of symmetry, I think Justice dies. I think Justice and Marcus Dying. both die. Because I feel like Justice is going to turn and Violet has to kill Justice. Yeah. Uh, I'm noticing um, a trend here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think, I think James lives. I think Will lives. Violet lives. The Elder Stewart's going to die, but she's 100 anyway, which, by the way, 100 in steward years. She's probably <laughs> like 35. But yeah, she's either 35 the there. or she is fucking the strongest person there. I think she's going to save Will or some bullshit. But I, yeah, th- there's a question for you. Is the Elder Stewart going to have a badass moment? Like, is she going to If I'm running with this theory that Will's going to be like the Dark King, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a moment where the, the steward saves him or sacrifices herself for him, the other steward. And that's going to like pull him into the gray area. Like he's like, well, maybe nothing, nothing was, is true on both sides. And kind of like, because because the thing is, my whole thing is like, Will's going to, I think, start moving the plot in his own direction. Yes. I think he's going to be a king or whatever you want to call him. Um, so I think the steward's going to die for him, the elder steward. And I think that, because he likes her. He does. He's not like he he's trying to, he's the only one that's treated him nice. Uh, yes. And he feels like he's disappointed her. 
Um, so I think that if there's going to be anything with that, I think that's the only way for the plot to go, personally. And I was, I was just like, it's got to be hard to be Will. Yeah, Will. You know, I, pre- I appreciate the fact that this old woman is like, hey, I'm going to teach you magic. Keep in mind, I have no idea what is how to use magic. Yeah. Also, you can read the old language, but don't you worry. We don't have fucking shit of that. Uh, right. We have Greek. We have uh, Latin. Latin. We, we got some Italian. <laughs> Italian. Um, so, yeah. So, Will definitely has been getting dumped on. But I think, I think James is part of his power. I think that he's going to be able to make James betray the betrayed. Um, and here's kind of a different hot take. I always kind of felt like James, like not complete, but they're almost like um, like Will and uh, James are almost like opposite. They're almost kind of like fraternal twins. Yeah, like, but like that one of bones. <laughs> <laughs> twins with a little bit of incest, just. Just, just enough. A tad. Just a little. Yeah, they're definitely like the definition of yin and yang. There's a little bit of yang in the yin, and there's a little bit of yin in the yang. Um, and, and there's going to be a lot more. There's going to be a lot they, of yin in that yang. You know? <laughs> yeah, if they both live, there's going to be a lot more of somebody in something. Um, so we'll see what happens there. And, and maybe we're making light of it, but there definitely is. I, I think you'd have to be blind or... Um, to not see that there is this attraction there. Um, I I have a question for you. Okay. What do you do? You think we're gonna get uh, a further explanation of what happened with James? Like what what drove him? What made him leave the hall? Oh, what happened? I think we are, but I don't think it'll be in this book. Because what did the the elder steward said that they don't really talk about along it. the lines of well she was like I had him in my grasp and I let him oh uh, yeah let him go. yeah I didn't let him go I think um yeah I, we have to learn we have to learn I mean and what is James says that one thing when uh like he's captured and they're like interrogating him and they hit him and he's like yeah that those are the stewards I know yeah like, I think maybe. We're gonna yeah, I, all right. Okay, I changed my answer. I think we will get a little excerpt into that. I think we will see more of the James turning. I'm hoping it'll be in book one now, because I think it'll be really important. Yep. The I don't think Simon dies. I don't think you think Simon dies, right? No, because like we, we still you haven't we haven't met Simon yet. Yeah. Like, so, obviously we know he exists, but he hasn't been in the book yet. And I think that that's perfect because, like, another thing that I hate about books, and I guess we haven't really talked about it, but I hate it when the main bad guy dies. Book one, yes. Like it makes why? Or you can't do book two. Yeah, book two just starts off flat that way. Like, there's still not the same thing. Um, okay. or you introduce like a bigger bad guy, or, or or like a bigger manipulating him, and it's like. Yeah, yeah, luckily with like London 1821 or whatever it is, like you can see that happening, I guess, but I, I really don't see it happening. No. I think Simon lives, and I think that's going to be book two. Right. And I think the Dark Forces might be a little bit stronger than the Stewards. Uh, Man, I think they, are, they are already stronger than the Stewards. I think they're going to be a lot stronger. 
Oh, yeah. um, We'll see. I think... I I guess, like, what is a happy situation for you when you read the end of this book? Like, what do you see? Oh, God. Because that's, like, a hard question, because I don't necessarily know if I can answer that one either. (sighs) I think I Um, I see Violet with the sword. And Ooh. I see Will and James making their own thing. Those are the things that I see. Um, I really don't want this to turn into Violet and Will going against each other. That I think that oh. would be the thing that I would hate to see. Because oh, I kind of a part of me wants to say I think that book two is going to somehow revolve around like uh, Will and Simon kind of vying over control of the dark forces. Yes, that would be cool. Like, that would be cool. I'd be I'm I'd so, sign up for that for sure. I mean I'll be getting a good, second book regardless, but I just am pissed I have to wait. A good ending to this book, I would say I think Violet and Tom's dad dies. I think yes. Tom lives. Yes. And Violet and Tom are bros and will somehow finds his power if not 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 his complete power yes but just some of it he can make the fucking candle flicker <laughs> yeah fl- how does he make the light flicker i don't know does he does he quell it or does he make it better i don't know but i'm about it no i'm here I think for the it, candle baby i'm here for the candle and for the tree I- i'm here for that i think that that's definitely like the way to go um i don't think we'll be getting uh, and I'm thankful for it, but I do not think we'll be getting the total good guy ending. I yep. think, like you said, Justice Marcus dead. Um, <laughs> yep. All there's going to be some people we like dead for sure by the yes. end of this. Um. Damn. Yeah, I think that that's a good yeah. way to end it, and it makes for a great book too. Too. I really. I I mm. might fucking write to her. Might be like, look, I love this book. Um, please, please. <laughs> Please. Make the other one, please. Me. Well, this is the part where we probably have a little bit of outro music, but... But, 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 but for, for the listeners who uh, haven't completely stopped oh, God. the flick, uh, yes. we used to have a pretty informal band named called the Barking Wallaces or something. Barking Seals, so, um, Barking, barking Seals. So this is where the, you know, we'll go... Boom, there's your outro music. Thank you. (laughs) I will use it. Um, (laughs) And so this is where we're going to leave our potential listener. uh, He's probably my wife. Um, (laughs) We'll leave our listener to uh, come back. Um, We'll probably be taking a break. And then coming back, we're going to actually read the book now in in this little time that's only going to seem like 30 seconds to you uh but it'll probably be a little bit for us and we're gonna finish the book tell you how wrong our predictions are and totally go from there and we'll probably pick another book obviously we won't have a patron we won't have a facebook page or an instagram to poll so we will be picking the book ourselves yeah we independent bitches yes very much so so that was part one, and we will talk to you guys later. We love all of you, no matter how imaginary you are. Yes. <laughs>